Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday a Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that person who likes blue cheese on their burger, if you do, you don't like cheeseburgers, you just like blue cheese. Uh, this podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Everyday a Monday. And with me in the trenches today, I have a very special guest. I've been really excited. I've been trying to get her on for a while, and we finally did it. Uh, she's a wife. She's a mom. She's one of the greatest conference MCs I have ever seen in my life. Here to bring some class to the podcast, Krista McDunn. Krista, thank you for joining us today. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. <laughs> well, the nice thing is you already have. Everything I listed in there, you've already done. So from this point on, you can just retire, right? I, um, I should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Krista, we met at the uh, 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference there in uh, Geneva, Illinois. Uh, right. Fantastic conference. One of the best, if not the best conference I've ever gone to. And uh, yeah, at, at the risk of flattery, I was super impressed of how you kept everything running smoothly and got people where they needed to go, tell them what they needed to to do, uh, which I'm sure just from listening to the Doctrine and Devotion podcast is not an easy feat uh, with, <laughs> with, with Joe and Jimmy, with all the bantering that goes on there. <laughs> but uh, it was awesome. Great conference. And I uh, just wanted to start off just by asking you, um, what's the hardest part about hosting a Bible conference? Because I'm sure there are so many integral parts that weave in and out. What What was the hardest part for you? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm really, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It was so much fun um, pulling it together. But yeah, it is a lot of work for sure. Probably um, the hardest part, oh gosh, I pull together the volunteers. And not that it's difficult recruiting volunteers, but just making sure we have enough people because they're frankly, they're the ones that make it run. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I'm just one person. So I, you know, but I know actually once the conference starts, I always say this, once the conference actually starts, my job's kind of done because I know all the volunteers are going to just kind of take over and right. handle everything. And so, yeah, I, I actually breathe a little easier once things yeah. actually get going. So right. It's, it's right. Part, I guess the hardest part is maybe those weeks leading up and just making sure we have all our ducks in a row and, and everybody, you know, we've got the airport runs or what, you know, whatever we need to do to get speakers and you know, that type of thing. So. Right. right. It's like, it's stuff. like, it's like a, it's like a vacation Bible school for adults. <laughs> I never thought of it like that, but right. I think you're right. That's really true. It's, Without yeah, crap. <laughs> Yeah, without crafts, but there are like notebooks and like book tables and you have snacks. We had right? awesome so, snacks, yeah. <laughs> you did. It was great. I loved it. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to have to remember that for next year. Welcome to VBS for adults. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's really what it is. And we all loved it. It was awesome. Um, well, Kristen, before we uh, get going in here, you get to be part of a special episode because we actually have our first sponsor uh, awesome. for the podcast, which is really, really cool. Um our sponsor for this episode, and actually going to be the sponsor for the next couple episodes, is Reftoons.com. Um, for those of you who don't know Reftoons, uh, Reftoons is a series by um, a very talented artist named Paul Cox exploring church history through comics. And um, they did our our Facebook wall. If you go onto our Facebook page, they did a really cool sketch for the podcast. It's me and Charles Spurgeon talking through a microphone. It's fantastic. Um, 
fantastic artist, really, really cool comics. You guys need to go check it out. Uh, they are on Reftoons.com, obviously, Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter, at Reftoons. Go check them out. Uh, he does custom work. If you guys want some custom comics made, uh, they've just they've been a really cool blessing for me. He does a really neat uh, scene uh, from, from church history, puts a really cool quote on there. He's just a fantastic artist. You guys need to go check out Reftoons.com. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, and if any of you are interested in sponsoring a podcast to get your work and your name out there. If you know of anybody, shoot us an email at everyday, Monday podcast at gmail.com or any of the socials were on there as well. So sponsor segment done. We are going to move on. So Krista, give us just a short bio of who you are, uh, what you do. And uh, just, j- just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I've been married to my husband, Kevin, for 25 years. I can't believe it. Um, we just celebrated 25 years in May. And, um, and then we also have a son, Ian, who's 16. Um, he's going to be a junior this coming fall, which I also can't believe. Um, my parents used to tell me how fast time goes when you have kids. They were not kidding. Yeah, (laughs) It's unbelievable how time flies, but, um, yeah. So Pretty much that has been what I've been doing, Um, staying at home with my son, um, raising him. And then a few years ago, when he was in eighth grade, I realized things are really changing. He doesn't need me as much, um, not as much, but differently, you know, a different Mm -hmm. kind of need. And I thought, okay, I can see on the horizon, college is five years away. I need to figure out what I'm going to do, you know, so Mm -hmm. that I'm not it's going to be hard enough to to go through that transition. I better have a plan. So I actually went back to school and I'm pursuing my master's um, in clinical mental health counseling. Wow. So okay. my undergrad was in psychology and I just had kind of put that on hold. And um, so, yeah, so I went back to school and I'm currently about two thirds of the way completed. I'm in my last class right now. And then I will start my internship this fall. So graduating in May of 2020. So, wow. Crazy. Life is busy. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. Well, Krista, before we hop into our, just kind of the, the main topics for the podcast, I just want to give you an opportunity and just kind of give us just a quick synopsis of how Christ found you, um, how you came to Christ and what, what your, uh, what your personal testimony looks like. Go ahead ahead and, and, and walk us through that. Sure. Um, I was so blessed to be raised by Christian parents. So, um, I, I came to know Christ at a young age, was converted at a young age. Um, so I grew up with that, that mindset and that influence, but it really wasn't until my mid twenties that I would say, God really kind of broke me to be Mm. honest. Um, one thing that I've dealt with since I was a child is, um, anxiety. I, and Mm. it's kind of come and go in my life. There's been periods where I haven't experienced it as much. Um, but in my mid twenties, it got pretty intense. Um, and the funny thing was it was all due to good things. Um, my husband and I had just gotten married. Uh, we were building a house and I started a new job, all of which are positive things, but it was a lot of change all at one time. Mm. And it really just kind of took its toll on me. Um, to the point that it even developed, I, I developed an eating disorder. Um, Cause when mm. I get nervous, I don't eat <laughs> some people sure. eat or, you know, 
mm-hmm. smoke, whatever. There's a lot of ways. I, I wish I had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, people say I, that. I, I would have the body of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I took it to an extreme and you don't want to do that though. And um, I ended up in a, in kind of a day hospital program. And um, through that process though, God really opened my eyes. He really humbled me. Um, I thought I was an empathetic person prior to that, but I wasn't. Um, and so I've, I've really developed, um, much more empathy for people and their situations. Um, yeah, so God really used that, um, to humble me and, and spiritually really grew me during that time as well. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. Well, yeah, I didn't know we shared that, that connection. I grew up in a, um, I grew up in a a ministry that uh, it's a residential counseling ministry that that uh, that counsels girls and and women suffering from drug and alcohol addictions, eating disorders, and things wow. like that. And uh, that's something that never ceases to amaze me is just honestly the 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 bare bones power of the gospel and how that changes the mind, right? And how that Absolutely. will literally change who we are. Uh, and, and just, just, just hearing your testimony, how the gospel did that for you and how God got a hold of you. It just, it brings, it brings back all the, all the, all the memories of, of watching that happen. And that's, that's, that's so amazing seeing God's, God's testimony in your life. That's so cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it to see it's, it's kind of, you know, as we know, it's not over, right. You know, this, right, right, exactly. this whole process yeah. and the fact that, you know, I, I know that's what encouraged me to pursue my master's and I'm really excited to see, I'm not sure how God's going to use me yet, or, but sure. to see some of these principles that I'm learning combined with good theology, I think right. could be really, but hopefully beneficial to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's nice is that, is that you, you have the, you have the benefit of hindsight, right? Is you have the gospel, you know what they need, but you've also lived it. Right. So, so they can look at you and see, and you can say, look, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're thinking right now. This is how the gospel changed that, right? This is how Jesus changed me. Let me tell you, right? Right. That's just, that's so, that's so cool that you now get to be in a position to be able to do that for other people. That's, that's awesome. I agree. And it, and it makes, I don't know. I look back and it makes going through that worthwhile. If I can yeah. even just help one person, then it was exactly. worth it. Yeah, exactly. For, for the sake of one, mm-hmm. right. That's, that's, a, that's a good motto. We like to, we like to live by because yeah. And it, and it's one of those weird things where it's like, you know, we have this verse in scripture that we know all things work together for our good. Right. Very often we don't see that. <laughs> it's like, I don't see how this situation is working out for my good, but you get to see it now. It's like that was a horrible experience you went through, but how now God is going to use that. And that's yeah. just such a testament to his grace and his sovereignty in our lives. It's so cool. I agree. Yeah. I so, agree. Absolutely. Uh, so Krista, tell us about uh, where you go to church. Uh, kind of a two-part question here. Where you go to church and then what is one aspect of your church that you really, really appreciate and value? Well, I attend Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And um, my husband and I have been attending there now for five years. And what attracted us to Redeemer, um, my husband heard Pastor Joe, Joe Thorne, on, he was being interviewed actually on a different podcast. He was being interviewed on the White Horse Inn with Dr. Michael oh, yeah. Horton. Yeah, and yeah. Um, years before, you know, we were involved in a, a church for 18 years. And he's like, wow, there's a guy in St. Charles who preaches the gospel. Like, 
gospel saturated stuff. Who knew, you know, that was only 20 miles from where we lived. Um, So when uh, through a series of events, we ended up leaving the church that we had been involved in. And so the second week after we left, my husband was like, come on, we got to drive down to St. Charles. And I was like, man, because we had lived five minutes away from church, you know, and I was like, I don't want to drive that far. (laughs) And I knew we were probably going to love it. And we did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. (laughs) Yeah. No, we did. We, we loved it. And at the time our son was just finishing up grade school and he came out of Sunday school and Mm. said, I love this church. Can we go here all the time? And we were like, um, okay. You know, and we never went anywhere else. We just stayed. And I think the biggest thing, there are two things, the commitment to preaching the law and the gospel together, but then also the people at Redeemer. And, and when I say that, it's not just that they're super nice people, because there's a lot of nice people at a lot of churches, but what's unique, I think, to Redeemer is that dedication to preaching the gospel, but then also how that plays out in our relationships to each other. Um, Of course, we want to keep each other accountable and things like that, but we extend each other grace and just a lot of room, you know, and, and yeah, a lot of grace. It's the best way I can describe it. And so it's just a really unique group of believers, I think, because of that. Walk us through as well. You know, obviously you're you're going there at Redeemer. Um, give us just kind of some of the primary ways that you uh, serve at that church and kind of the ways that that you are plugged into the community there. Sure. Um, my husband and I, um, we host a community group in our home. And so that's one way. Um, I also volunteer in our Sunday school. I teach the two to four year olds once a month. And then oh, you're I, brave. <laughs> <laughs> they're so sweet. I think once you've had kids, it doesn't seem quite as, <laughs> at least for sure. me, it doesn't. When I was younger, before I had kids, I was very intimidated to teach Sunday yeah. school, but now I don't know. <laughs> I'm not okay. so much. But um, so that, and then I also do, I don't know what our, the official title is, but I do announcements at our church, but we kind of kick off the service with a call to worship and things like that. But mm-hmm. we don't have a title. <laughs> I don't know what oh, that's man. called. <laughs> we we got to get a title. Yeah. Well, we, we have to name <laughs> yeah. ourselves. Ironically, extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> ironically, though, there's there's three of us named Krista in our church, which is very unusual. I've never run into people that shared okay. my name. That's unusual. But all three of us do the announcements. Which is really kind of strange. <laughs> wow, it's it, it's it's the Krista gang. It is okay. it's really funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so if funny. your name is Krista and you come to Redeemer, you might have to do an announcement. Yeah. On that it's just going to turn into a prerequisite now. Like you need on your little connection cards, you need a box name Krista. Check this box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only avenue of of service is is announcements. Oh, I'm sorry, man. that's all you can do. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so when you think about. Uh, when you think about both good and bad reasons for serving in church, good and bad motivations, right? So we're, we're approaching, getting plugged in, serving, giving of our time, our treasure and our talents, right? And, and investing in the church. There are good and bad motivations for that, right? Um, what do you think those are perhaps in your life or, or in your experiences, things that you've heard, things that you've seen, what do you think those good and bad motivations are? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, back at our previous church, when my husband and I first got married, we actually helped plant the church. So we were on the launch team. Um, okay. That's a little bit of a different scenario because 
you don't have a lot of people, you know, you have such a small team of people that in those instances, you are often doing things that maybe are outside of your comfort zone or, you know, you're not like I was on the worship team for a while and, and that I don't belong on the worship team. at all. <laughs> so, I mean, I love to sing, I love worship, but, and I can sort oh, of, I wish more people could be as self-aware as oh you. Oh my gosh. Well, no. And I mean, I can sort of carry along the tune as long as I'm singing with someone else, but if they were like, take it away, Krista, it would be a disaster. So it's, that's not my calling. I wish it were. I would love that, but it just isn't. I'm hoping in heaven that I will have a really awesome voice, but right oh, we, now- We all will. We I, all will. Right yeah. now, I don't have it. <laughs> so. yeah, that's, that's okay. That's all right. It, it's better. Here's the thing. I can guarantee you, as someone who's been on many worship teams and enjoys it, and it's better knowing that and saying that yourself than having to be told that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Like, right. And that's like, okay. I don't like, I never understood watching American Idol when it was like, aren't yes. there people in these people's lives that love them enough to tell them this isn't for like, you? Well, everyone says, everyone says I'm a good singer. It's like, well, they're bad friends. Right. It's like, come on, you know, love them enough to tell them the truth. Amen. But yes, please. Anyway. But yeah. So, so in that scenario, if you're launching, yes, you're, you're going to be called to do some things that, that maybe you otherwise wouldn't necessarily step up and do. But one thing that I learned um, through that process is when you need to say, okay, I need to be done with this. Um, mm. I mentioned teaching Sunday school. And for some reason, back then I had, I had kindergartners, but like basically kindergarten and first graders whom I love and I love kids. But for some reason, back then it felt like having a term paper hanging over my head, you know, having to do that. And, and somebody in our church said to me, you know what, you need to let them know because you're actually taking the place of the person that God really intends to be leading that or doing that ministry. Sure. And I never had thought about it like that. I was, cause he said, if the spot's filled, no, most people aren't going to elbow their way in. They're only going to volunteer when the vacancy is made known. And so right. he said, you need to let them know that you should step out so the right person can be in it. And that was so freeing to me to hear yeah. that, like, wait, I can do that. You know, <laughs> like he right. was giving me right. permission. And so I've always remembered that. So I think, you know, definitely try things that are, are maybe new or take you outside of your comfort zone. I would definitely encourage people to do that. But at the same time, I think serving while it, it's, yes, it can be work and it can be tiring at times. It still should be fun. You mm. know, I remember, um, again, this was, I'm, I'm really dating myself, but back, back in the day when like drama skits were popular and, you know, a lot of seeker sensitive churches, all all black turtlenecks. Oh my gosh. Yes. Guilty. (laughs) And, and Carmen. (laughs) Yes. So I, I, I stumbled my way into the drama ministry because I was a warm body, you know, at the time. But, but I remember one of them was a skit about serving and they're like, well, if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't count. And I think sometimes we have that mentality. Like we're somehow, if we're somehow not suffering through the process of serving, yes. that it's not yeah. really sanctified or something. Yeah. We, we Americans have some sort of like, yeah, some sort of suffering mentality that we just, if it's not miserable, it's not good. Right. right. It just, it's not, it doesn't count enough. And so I reject right. that. That's a bad reason to that serve. Like you're going to suffer through it. I don't recommend that because it's not going to last. It's not sustainable. 
one of the things you said specifically too was was realizing and actually having the humility to realize that you aren't the only one who can fill this position, right? That that God doesn't need you. Right. <laughs> you need you need God, right? Exactly. And and realizing that there are other people around you that could possibly and and especially in my life more like absolutely do it better and be a and 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 be a better a better fit for that and it's and it's releasing that that I think is shows humility and that you actually do care because if the goal is the quality of the ministry right and you and we are truly caring for the church caring for our brothers and sisters we're going to want the best person in the job to do that Right. And right. if we're just doing it out of compulsion and out of guilt and be kind of begrudgingly like pulling ourselves out of bed each morning to do it. Um, yeah, there's probably somebody there who is going to do it better and they're going to find joy in that. And that's going to enable you to move into a different area where God might be calling you. Right. And it just takes that humility to realize that maybe I need to let this go. Right. Right. And on, on the flip side, that kind of reminds me of maybe another not so great reason to serve is if we're fulfilling our own ego, you know, mm, yep. that's and a big one. that can, yeah, that's easy to have happen. Like we think, you know, I was joking about myself in terms of that shouldn't be on the worship team, but sometimes we do not, we, we have these blind spots where we think like, Oh wait, no, this really is my calling. And you know, we need to listen to those around us um, yeah. who Maybe they're seeing things we're not. Not that they're necessarily saying like, wow, you really stink at that. You need to get out of it. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Because most of us aren't going to say that to each other, I hope. But what if they're saying like, I could really see you in this ministry? I think we should consider that, you know, because maybe they're seeing something that we don't. And yeah, so just to to be open-minded, I guess, about, about service in the church in general is probably a good practice. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I mean, and, and that's how the Lord uses th- those are the means that the Lord uses to shape us and to mold us and to make us conform us more into the image of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And to grow us in our services. He uses other people. You know, he uses our pastors and our friends and our family to say, hey, have you thought about this? You know, maybe this might not be where God has gifted you. And right. again, it, it, it really does. And it's kind of a theme, but it really does come back to humility and realizing and humbling ourselves to realize that, yeah, I don't have the answers, right? And God uses all these people to help me. Absolutely. Uh, just as he uses us to help other people, right? Um, and it's those, it, it really is those people that that I really value mm-hmm. that speak into my life that uh, that really cause me to think, oh yeah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe this is a blind spot for me, right? That, that, that the Lord is using these people to, to kind of shine some light on, right? Um, so for you, Krista, when you think about the Christians that are around you or Christians that uh, that you've read or listened to, uh, whatever the case, Christians that encourage you and spur you on to following Christ more than you do now, mm-hmm. uh, who, one, who are those Christians for you? And two, what are the traits that they possess that cause that desire in you to to, to follow Christ harder and faster? Gosh, some of the people I think that stand out the most to me, they think of themselves less. I won't say not at all, because that's just not feasible. Obviously, we, it's healthy to take care of ourselves, but they, mm-hmm. but they're not their, they, it seems to me that they're not their first thought 
are their first mm-hmm. priority. They're thinking about other people and how they can meet a need. Um, now, I say that carefully because, you know, when I when I think about Christ mm-hmm. and how selfless he was, you know, to the point, you know, of coming to die for us, you know, like mm-hmm. Philippians 2, right, talks about um, how he, even though he had the form of God, didn't think that equality with God was something to be grasped. That all, I, that, Right. That verse always floors me because I'm like, oh, I think it's to be grasped, you know. Oh, I know. Oh, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Isn't that? I would be grasping that. Yeah, yeah, that's to me. That's kind of the essence of all sin, right? It was we're we're competing with God for His job, but Amen. Christ Amen. was like, nope, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to become like these lowly creatures and and come yeah. and and save them. That's kind of what I see embodied in in people that I want to be more, you know, I'm like, I want what they're having. I want to be like that. Hashtag goals, right? Exactly. It's, 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 it's those wonderful examples that, uh, that, that are in front of us that cause us to uh, want to love Christ more. And uh, those are wonderful, wonderful. And uh, could not, could not go through this life without them for sure. Um, so what is one of the most unforgettable or funniest church experiences you have ever had? Oh gosh. I do have a few stories. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I want to hear them all. What, yeah. Well, one of my, I'll just out myself. Although I, right. it's funny because they, they happened very publicly. So I might as well tell them on the podcast, but might as well. <laughs> yeah. At our, at our previous church, I also did announcements there and it was a larger church, like mm-hmm. in terms of numbers and square footage. And okay. I happened to be in the kind of in the lobby talking with someone, forgetting that I'd have to do announcements midway through the service. Yeah, and someone came to the door and said, Krista, you're on. It's time for the announcements. I went sprinting down like the side of the church and people are laughing. I'm like running full speed, run up onto the stage, but now I'm out of breath and I can't do the announcements. So I'm like heaving, like we, trying. Children's okay. church. So tomorrow, yeah, oh, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So that was pretty funny. That's good stuff. I like that a lot. But then another one, if you want more than one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Give me one more. Okay. <laughs> another one is, okay, now now I'm at Redeemer and um, they found out, wait, you did announcements at your previous church? Well, come on, you know, we'll have you do them. And I was right. always worried in the back of my mind that I was going to say after 18 years of saying the other church's name, I was always uh, worried, like, what if I say that name, you know? Right. And one Sunday... I said Redeemer, but I didn't say Redeemer Fellowship. I said Redeemer Community Church because our previous church was Community Church. Okay. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, it was funny. Joe was sitting like right in front of me and he looked up. And if you know Joe, Joe has this way of making this screwed up face when you like say something (laughs) weird. And I got that screwed up face and I was like, I literally said out loud, oh my gosh, I just renamed the church. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was so weird. Thankfully, I have so much power. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really sorry. But luckily everybody was laughing. And the the thing about working with Joe and Jimmy in particular, um, yeah. not only at Redeemer, but also on the conference is that 
one thing they say all the time is we take the things of God very seriously, but we do not take ourselves seriously. Right. And thankfully, it makes it very easy to serve at a church like that because you know nobody's gonna, you know, come down on you for renaming the church. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're gonna have to. uh, uh, Yeah, you're gonna have to take a take a small break uh, from announcements until you can uh, get your thoughts together, and then uh, we'll have a probational period uh, to have you come back. Exactly. (laughs) Luckily, they thought it was funny too. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh man. Well, Chris, we are almost done with the podcast, um, but not yet. Now comes the Monday hot takes. And this is where I ask you a bunch of random questions and you give me the first thing that pops oh, into your head. You ready for these? I guess. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the best part of the podcast. All right. Here we go. All right. We're going to start with an easy one. Uh, favorite band or slash musical artist? Oh, gosh. The first band that popped in my head was Boston. I don't know why. I like. Yes. Yeah. I love classic rock. Yes. And like, I, I loved Boston. Me too. I still oh, do. Oh, Krista. I'm so glad you said that. Boston is one of the greatest bands of all time. That's fantastic. I love it. All right, Krista, uh, we're gonna we're gonna heat it up a little bit. What is one of the worst books you've ever read? Um, Dating with Integrity. (laughs) (laughs) No hesitation. Okay. (laughs) You had that primed and ready to go. (laughs) All right. All right. If you could close one fast food chain, which one would you close? For me, it would be Taco Bell. Taco Bell, getting rid of the five-layer burrito. Sorry, I'm, get out of here. I'm just, I'm just not a Taco Bell gal, but I love Mexican, yeah. but just not Taco Bell. Yeah, well, Taco Bell's not Mexican, so that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> well, that's- it's, it's, it's America's version of Mexican. It's yeah. just, it's just, just bad. Right. Um, all right, if you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? Oh man. What does my son use that I wish he didn't? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> video games. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we're, that. We're, we're, we're pitching video games. I don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, what is one thing that you've tried that you will never, ever try again? Roller coasters. Um, just because. Really? I, I loved them at a point in my life. <laughs> I cannot go on them anymore. I don't know if it's having kids or what, but I just. Like I, I can't like motion sickness is kind of a newer oh, thing for me, and I just sick. can't do them anymore. Which I wish I could, but I just can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that's too bad. Yeah. All right, um, so all right, Krista. In, in in what situation or place would you find yourself most out of place in? Well, one of them was my husband. Um, by training, he's a mechanical engineer and he's now in mm-hmm. product development. But early in our marriage, when he was still, he worked for a company where he did engineering and um, he has a number of patents actually. And so they would have a patent award dinner every year and I would attend okay. that with them. And I felt very out of place there <laughs> because I am not gifted in math or physics or inventing anything. And so. I just were you were you the mean girl in school that was like look what a bunch of nerds no not a, no I was actually a very dedicated student I no I was that was fine but I was just like I just I don't know I don't know this stuff so I just felt like very out of my I felt dumb 
Well, if it if it, if it makes you, if it makes you feel better, Krista, that's me in most situations. Okay? <laughs> so, we're we're doing okay. We're doing all right. Um, uh, what is one of the craziest or most out of character things you have ever done? Oh gosh. Okay, this is a, just a dumb story. I don't know. There's probably other things, but when I was in college, I worked at Wendy's. And okay. one day I went into work and they were like, we have high level muckety mucks coming. We need you to dress as Wendy. And I was like, <laughs> no. And they're like, no, you have to dress as Wendy. So I had the blue gingham dress and bloomers. I even had those crazy red and white striped socks. But I oh, drew the man. line at, at wearing the red yarn wig. And they were like, you have to wear the wig. And I'm like, I am not wearing that wig. And they were like, but they're going to come. I said, well, tell them I'm allergic to the red dye in the yard. I don't care what you tell them, but I'm not wearing it. Even the little kids that came laughed yeah. at me. It, it was not enjoyable. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I feel for you on that one. It was, that one I think I might need counseling just for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you'll have to give Pat a call. Right? <laughs> I should. Uh, okay, uh, least favorite food? Probably, like, seafood related. I just... Seafood. Yeah, okay. never developed a, a taste for that. All right. All right. Well, being in the Midwest where you're at, that makes sense. They have to ship it quite a, quite a ways right. to get it to you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah don't, don't trust that. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I'm really sentimental and, like, old movies so i'll just say it's a wonderful life i'm kind of sappy oh, like that. that all right i know yeah sorry no, it's a good one it's all right it's all right nuts and cookies yes or no i'm cool with it i'm all right with it oh oh boy okay i there has to be a disclaimer though like there has to be a like an actual sign on the plate of cookies there are nuts in yeah here. no i'm good with that too like i don't put nuts in cookies now yeah. because like i don't I think most people kind of don't prefer them, but growing mm -hmm. up, definitely we had walnuts in our chocolate chip cookies and it was all right. All right. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? I don't think I have a go-to karaoke song. Everyone has one. All right. This Something is from Boston. I don't, that's, Boston's impossible to sing. Their voices are so high, but yeah, probably, probably like four play long time. If we're going with there Boston, go. it's, it's yeah. the classic, right? Yes. So yeah. And, uh, more than a feeling. Uh, yeah, that, yes, yeah, that. that too. Those, yeah, those okay. two for sure would be. Right on. Right on. All right. What's the worst part about being on a podcast? Oh, man. Just assuming the whole time I sound like an idiot. Or is he going to have to edit <laughs> oh. this? <too? laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. I hope it was great. get enough for the podcast out of all of us. We got oh. plenty. You are awesome. It was fantastic. Well, Krista, that does wrap it up for us. Um, we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you being on with me. Uh, thank you so much for, for, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, everyone, you guys know the drill. You can head on over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five-star rating. Only raving reviews and five-star ratings will be accepted. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Head on over to Facebook.com slash Everyday and Monday Podcast, Instagram at Everyday and Monday Pod. And thank you all for joining us in the trenches today. And we will catch you on the next step of Everyday and Monday. <laughs>